Hey, Dad, what do you do when you're out with friends? The waiter comes up and tries to take everybody's order, but the whole table freezes up, and everyone's looking at each other trying to find some help. Mm, that's a great question. So what, what should I do? You should have some confidence, Dad, or as our friends at Jägermeister call it, shotfidence. If everyone's having trouble ordering, here's what you do. You take charge, you grab the bull by the horns, you find that dog in you, and you make an executive decision. And just order for the table a round of ice-cold Jägermeister shots. Damn, that's cold. Because apparently, we've all been drinking Jägermeister wrong. Did not know that. How should we be drinking it? Glad you asked, Dad. We should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit. Well, that brings up other things that I love ice cold as well. And I'll tell you right out of the gate, that's going to be a candy bar pulled out of the freezer. That's my way of eating candy. Oh, I love it. On the golf course out there, you get to the turn in the middle of the round there, and you get to that little clubhouse there, and they've always got the candy bar options, and I always see they've usually got a little box of them in the freezer, and it always makes it better on a hot day out on the golf course, taking a bite of that cold, cold chocolate and getting ready to go for the rest of my round. It's the same way with Jägermeister. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice-cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. You're listening to DraftKings Network. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. Jim Harbaugh had his introductory press conference with the Chargers, and he came in hot with a movie metaphor and setting championship expectations for an organization that has never won a Super Bowl. I'm just very uh, excited, you know, excited. Um, I think about, uh, if I could describe it to you, it'd be like, it'd be like Morgan Freeman in Shawshank Redemption, you know, red, you know, I'm so excited that I, I find I, you know, I can't sit still or, or hold a thought in my head, you know, uh, what a free man would feel before a long journey. And uh, I just want to make it across the border, want to uh, shake my friend's hand. That's, that's how I feel. Los Angeles, Southern California, uh, they respect talent, effort, and winning. And, um, and it needs to be multiple, multiple championships. Uh, and that's, we're going to be hum, humble and hungry, uh, but, you know, that's our goal. Jim Harbaugh coming out with the confidence of a man who refuses media training. I just love hearing him in press. Like, he just says whatever thought pops into his head. Yeah. I will say, Jim, I, I don't know what Los Angeles you've lived in. They respect lip filler and real estate out here, uh, everything else, <laughs> yeah. and maybe a quick way to bypass traffic. So I don't know the rest of that stuff you're talking about, but you need to get your team on some of that stuff there. He's a gem. And yeah. you know what? I want to say this because these are his words, not mine. That Shawshank reference, does that make Michigan the prison? I'm just asking questions. 
I'm just asking questions. Seems like I it. Don't oh. I'm just Technically, people are going to do the deep dive into that. That's that's very interesting. And yeah, he might as well get used to LA too. Is when he, when he's uh, coaching some of his games, seeing more fans for the opposing team in the stands than his team. So I mean, that might be something that he wasn't used to in the big house at Michigan. I tell you that. You know, it does it. Even though Jim is quirky, and I'm with you, Jesse. It's kind of he thinks of what to say at the moment. You still get a lot of cliches in there, which we know we're going to get. It makes me appreciate Dan Campbell even more. Because what you don't hear is we're going to get knocked <laughs> down, but we're going to bite a kneecap on the way up. I mean, God love it. I, I, now I want to hear that speech all the time because it was so, at some points, non-cliche-ish like other ones as well. And I'm always interested in the multiple championships. You know, got to be multiple. My thought is always win one, Okay. Win one and then worry about multiple. You know, I mean, let's let's start with one because you have none. It's not like you're building on some, but you'd like to win a championship, you know, not multiple championships. You can only do them one at a time. So let's let's start with one and see what happens. Yeah, I, I would say that's probably a good place to start. Uh, he did mention being in awe of Justin Herbert, which hubba hubba, anybody looking this offseason longingly yep. at jobs we talked about was going to have Justin Herbert as a big reason why the Chargers were such a coveted job, despite really what the rest of that organization has not been, which has felt stable, willing to spend all the criticisms of them that have popped up and a roster that's got some old pieces that are going to cost them a lot of money here. But you've got him. He mentioned looking up and seeing what a stud that he was there. And then there was this dad. Jim Harbaugh biting a little bit of, uh, of uh, Gardner Minshew's swag. I saw it was reported that he said because the Chargers are getting ready to move their facility now. They had been down a little bit further south in Los Angeles. They're getting ready to move their facility up to El Segundo, which is about 15, 20 minutes from where SoFi is here in Southern California. And he said, in the meantime, I want to drive my RV out and go to a trailer park down by the water or by Disneyland, the two that I've researched that are close to the facility, and I want to Jim Rockford it for the next couple of months until we have to move to the new facility here. I feel like now this has to be you have to go out and try and pry Gardner Minshew out of the Colts because we need a good old-fashioned RV off. I don't know what kind of weird tchotchkes are going to be inside Jim Harbaugh's RV compared well, to what we've seen from Gardner Minshew, who, for anyone unfamiliar, parks an RV outside of the workout facility that he trains at, I believe, in Florida in the offseason and just lives in there. So we got to have a crib-style RV off between these two in the offseason. NFL Films, get on that. I have to believe he's going to be out there for the next couple of months by himself, right? I believe he has seven kids. Oh, One going to be probably on his staff, but I think some of the kids, obviously, still in, or if they're still in school, school's still going on. So I hope he's talking about doing that by himself because it's not like the family's going to go live in an RV uh, like that uh, in that situation. And, and I want to compare his RV. You go Gardner Minshew. I'm going Phillip Rivers. Remember Phillip Rivers when San Diego, when, when the Chargers moved to L.A., yeah. he just got a tricked-out, like, sprinter van, decked it all out for the ride there every day. Didn't want to move. I think he has, what, 10 kids. You know, didn't want to move everybody there. Stayed in San Diego and just drove there every day in this tricked-out sprinter van. So I want to know who has the, the, the better rolling kind of entertainment uh, uh, vehicle. Yeah, no, Philip Rivers, boy, was that a, a crime of necessity right there. Like, for Jim, this sounds like it's a little bit more of, like, a fun... Like you said, he's going to be out there alone, maybe get to scratch an itch he's had for a while. Jim Harbaugh seems like he would love an RV. He used to do the recruit sleepovers and all that weird stuff there. Right. So this seems like it's in his bag for... And you know what? Honestly... 
I think there's part of this that lives in every man that has a longing for the open road and a desire to do this. Dad, you're a man that owns a Sprinter van right now. I got a buddy whose dad bought an RV as soon as he retired. I would love to hit the open road for this kind of road trip. DraftKings, go ahead and feel free to sell that road trip at some point here. I think there is a part of every man that wants to get into an RV and see if he can just live with him in the open road. I agree with that. Wait, and it's the, just a matter for how long you can do Jessie's it. on Jesse's face right now, by the way, yeah. as she watches this. Jesse, I'm guessing this desire does not live in your heart. <laughs> no. What about this? I just fail to see the appeal of just driving on the highway in a, in a van. But you're making great stops. And cre- there's incredible places to see in the country. You can camp there, hang out there. I mean, I, I, I do think there is part of me that, that would dig some of that because we do it now uh, back and forth from South Bend, Arizona in the Sprinter van with the three dogs because we can fly with the three dogs. So we drive, and it's a ball. I, I love it at a time when we could stop at some places as well. You know, Jake and Jenny have used it and stayed overnight. Sydney and Ben have gone up to Sedona and, and uh, the Grand Canyon with it, and it's, it's a cool thing. I, I, I would like that. I don't know how long I would last. It sounds like I'd last longer than you do, Jesse. I'd love to, like, you know, do the, like, you, you drive a convertible on the Pacific Coast Highway, but then you go stay at, like, you know, somewhere nice in Santa Barbara or something. I like a nice hotel room with a shower. I love taking baths, you know? Like, I don't need to camp. Camping is not for me. It's not. I, so you know what? That is that is the big difference right there is the amenities around it because part of the reason I love yeah. the open road idea is I love a good rest stop bathroom situation to kind of see what you're dealing with. You want to talk about the ultimate game of Russian roulette. I saw the Lebitard show put up a poll the other day, which should not be a contest of the better place to poop, the airport or a gas station. I'm sorry, it's the airport 10 out of 10 times. The gas station, you're putting your own life in your hands. And it's part of the thrill, I think, of the open road to see if you find one. Like, if you get to Texas and you're at a Bucky's, it's pristine. It's this palace dedicated to what you're about yeah. to do in that bathroom. It's a wonderful place to act. I would actually seek out a Bucky's bathroom the same way that I seek out the bathroom in the main terminal in the Minneapolis-St. Paul airport that won an award for the cleanest bathroom in 2016. But, Dad, I think it's no contest between those two, but it is still part of of the thrill it is no contest between those two and mike you need a girlfriend i mean <laughs> jesse i think it's about time right i mean right yeah i mean, right? Listen. I mean you're, you're seeking out bathrooms to take to poop in i mean yeah. my gosh is it is this now oh. bucky's you want, is incredible you want to know my listen, favorite I, by I the way it. number one bathroom if we're power ranking places that i enjoy I know. going to take I know good poop you where know where is it is it? dad i don't know i it. know it say it it's barnes and noble is that correct? It's, it's the best, man. So peaceful in there. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I I will time coffee runs where I'm going and grabbing a coffee and walking around. I used to when I lived in Connecticut. I'd time it when I'd be walking by the Barnes & Noble so I could go in there and use their bathroom because it's very calm, the entire thing in there. I get to peruse the books a little bit. There's good colors, a lot of greens and browns and earth tones in there. really sets the tone for the bathroom experience. So maybe this is the difference between you and I or men and women. I don't know. But I would prefer to do that in the comfort of my own home where it sounds like you are planning this to do it outside your home, which is an in, which is very interesting to me. I'm just a man who likes to see the world through the lens of the bathrooms around it. A bathroom can tell you a lot about the place that you're currently at right now, what they value, who they care about. It's like watching pe- the line from... Uh, 
I, I forget if it was the depart. I always confuse the departed and the town, but whichever one has Jack Nicholas, uh, Jack Nicholas or Nicholson in it, That's where departed. he said you the can departed. learn a lot yeah. about an animal by watching how they eat. I also think you can learn a lot about an establishment by watching how they give you a place to poop. But that's neither here See, nor there. I, oh, go ahead, Dad. Can I just say real quick, I got ripped for saying I like, you know, going into Barnes and Noble as well, but I take a book or a magazine with me and I was chastised for that. You sound like you do okay. that as well. That's I foul. take reading material in. No, I absolutely Why? do not take the book in the bathroom because there's a sign that says not to because there's poo particles everywhere in the bathroom so and then they get all book. over the book. And if you don't buy the book, then it's on somebody else's book. Yeah, so you bring a book that you don't own. You just take a book off the shelf, poop with it, and then put it back. Yeah, normally it's a magazine, not a book. I don't read many books. It'll be a magazine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I just... It's a magazine. It's a magazine or it's a Clive Cussler novel that dad has taken into the bathroom. <laughs> so if you're at a Barnes and Noble in like Scottsdale or South Bend, don't and you're buy thinking any about magazines. buying like a Yeah, don't like leave the magazine rack and the Clive Cussler's entire catalog alone because my dad has probably covered those books in poo particles. Um, no, uh, stop also, it. Yeah, you're a monster for that. Stop it. You guys are both monsters. Also, like I I couldn't tell you the last time I've been in a Barnes and Nobles. So, like, I, where are all these Barnes and Nobles? I thought they sort of <laughs> shuttered their doors, but I guess not. No, they got kids' toys and stuff in there now, too. A lot of great home decor items. There's a lot you can do in a Barnes and Noble. Very dynamic establishment. And I'm glad to see, not for nothing, there's actually good literature about how Barnes and Nobles and the health of big bookstores are actually good for local bookstores and a lot of other places, since that's a conflict that comes up a fair amount. But that's a story for another day. We have veered off the path. Let's get back on it, Jesse, and talk about Dave Canales, who's had a very interesting and emotional press conference for him in a lot of ways. Yeah, he also took the time to speak glowingly about Bryce Young, how excited he is to work with him and, you know, really threw his support behind his young, young quarterback. The more that I got ready for this interview and start watching Bryce, looking at my notes from his eval, I mean, that's just a year ago. You know, we're, we're evaluating him as a player, as a person, and with all the information that we could, I just got more and more fired up about the opportunity to have this amazing talent. And he's the guy. He's the right guy that you all that we all talk about when we have that quarterback, that that franchise face of the franchise type of player. Um, and that got me really excited. I mean, you love to see it. He's really excited. He's emotional. And this has got to be exactly what Bryce Young was hoping to hear. Well, I mean, what, what what's he going to say? I mean, Bryce Young is there. He's right. not going anywhere. I mean, what, what, what if Bryce Young had a rough year? He had, he had a normal rookie quarterback year. Let's all remember C.J. Stroud is the exception, not the rule. So what else is Dave Canales going to say? He's going to build up his young quarterback. It's like, it's like when Mike McDaniel built up Tua. Right, he made the 700 play, you know, highlight film of him trying to build the confidence. That's what Canales is doing with Bryce Young. I wouldn't expect anything different than this. I don't no, know, David Tepper's no around. That's, uh, to, David Tepper's yeah, around. That's also you true. know, I mean, you it's, never you, know. It's true. No one, no one knows how long anyone's going to be anywhere as long yeah. as David Tepper is the one signing checks and making the decisions on their job. Now, I, I did see David Tepper said he was kind of going to go back to a behind-the-scenes role. We'll see how long that lasts because when the aggressive billionaire all of a sudden starts seeing things that he doesn't like, I can't imagine that's a man who's going to hold his tongue very much. But 
Dad, to your point about Canales, you don't take the job, though, unless you believe you can make something happen yes. with Bryce Young because you know that's your ass. Like, you're ultimately going to be judged. It's a very easy binary right now for the Panthers and really for Dave Canales and the report card. It's can you revive this player or not? And as we said, when he got hired, the sell for Dave Canales was you look at the previous stops or he was a part of where in Seattle, he was with Dan Morgan, who's now the GM of the uh, of the team there. It's, hey, we were a part of Geno Smith's best year, his resurgent year when he takes back over for Russell Wilson there. This last year, you had Baker Mayfield down there who also fits some of the size profile that you're dealing with with Bryce Young. And you were a part of a season where no one expected anything of him coming in in relief of Tom Brady as now he's hit the journeyman portion of his career. And he made that work. So he comes in with a recent track record that suggests what he's about to go through here is within the realm of possibility. The challenging part becomes, hey, you don't have a couple of future like Hall, well, one at least, and Mike Evans Hall of Fame worthy receiver another and Chris Godwin who's been really good there were still and I think this was part of my blind spot going into the season where we just penciled the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in for a team that last year was going to be in contention for the number one pick it was going to be terrible there were still at least some weapons in the cupboard around there that they were able to use but they were able you know Baker Mayfield veteran quarterback it was all the right thing at the right time in Carolina you don't got any of that right now. All your best weapons went out the door. The guys that you banked on last year really did not produce uh, with one with one real exception there. And so that's going to be the challenge, Dad, is what they do and what they put around Bryce in short order to try and give him any opportunity. Well, this was when, like, Justin Fields first got Chicago, right? Everything was on him. He had nothing around him. Yeah. You know, they got rid of players. And this past year, they brought in DJ Moore, and it was a good bring for him. So, yes. It's one thing to have Bryce play better or Justin Fields play better. It's another thing to give them the toys to be able to play better with. Both your rushers, in Chuba Hubbard and Mike Sanders, they were your, your two leading rushers, both averaged under four yards a carry. Both your leading receivers, Adam Thielen and Jonathan Mingo, and they were both wide receivers, by the way, both your leading wide receivers by receptions averaged under 10 yards per reception. So, and it's a combination, too, of obviously a young quarterback at the ball out of your hand, shorter throws. I get it. But, man, the, yeah, you got to surround this guy with some playmakers to help you on the offensive side, something they started to do in Chicago. And now, all likelihood, they're going to make another quarterback change here. But this is what's going to happen. Bryce Young is going to be the quarterback of that team for the foreseeable future with the new head coach in Canales. So now it's how does he elevate his game and how do you bring in talent around? Just what you said. Correct. Yep, exactly. So it's a very clear directive. Like at the very least, you know exactly what the job is and you can put all your energy towards that if you're Dave Canales. By the way, and I'll just go ahead and say it so we don't have to make any of the ladies out there do it. The NFL, extremely big recent influx of very handsome head coaches right now. We're at a good time in NFL head coaching where you got a lot of handsomes out there. Dave Canales certainly joins the group, but you start to look around. That team picture, and you know the one I'm talking about, every year when we get the owners' meetings and the coaches that meet, we take that picture where we all go great at beforehand. That's going to look like a modeling picture here in the recent. Like, we got a bunch of guys very well manicured, getting money in their early and mid-30s right now who are all going to go here and show that off. And I have a feeling that picture, like, we're still going to have Man Campbell in there, Andy Reid, man, you know, man spreading in the middle of that one. The Harbaugh's now as a dynamic in that. Both Harbaugh's, are they next to each other? Are they far apart? Can you even put them next to each other? Are they going to start wrestling again? Like, we heard that story that John told on Pardon My Take where Jim basically tried to wrestle him on 
a family vacation in the ocean and almost drowned him. There are so many dynamics at play, but I don't want to gloss over the handsome that's about to inundate that photograph. God, we're so All lucky. right, I'm going to go a different route, and I'm going to say, let's go back to, we talked about this last year, let's go back to the... Uh, 32 NFL head coach Royal Rumble on who would win because mm. we, it was hands down Dan Campbell. But we have added Gerard Mayo. We have added yeah. Antonio Pierce. Robert Sala can't be forgotten about. And also, while size isn't there, Sean McDermott was a nationally ranked prep wrestler. So he's got wrestling moves already in his background even though he doesn't match those guys in size. But we're talking about, I, I don't know if it's just, it's Dan Campbell and nobody else. I mean, you got some other scrappers in there as well. It's becoming linebacker you out there in the head coaching position. Yeah, Dan Campbell's always going to get the benefit of the doubt because of sheer mass, right? In addition to being a guy who's well-built, he's just so much bigger than all the rest of these guys. And by the way, Mike Vrabel was always a huge factor in this conversation. Yes. Now out of the head yep. coaching Royal Rumble, which is, yep. you know, obviously we talked about that from a coaching standpoint, leadership standpoint. Losing him in that battle royale is huge because he's another guy. You play golf with him out in Tahoe. Massive dude still. Someone who can absolutely Big. throw that weight yes. around. And, I mean, I would even throw in there, we talk, D'Amico Ryans still looks like he's got snaps left in the tank. Oh, like, that's a dude I you forgot him. don't want to see in the yep. octagon. Yeah. So, yep. no, I there's, forgot him as there's well. a lot of throw good ones in. here. Let me tell you what. July Sports Talk Radio, between the handsome rankings of NFL head coaches and the battle royale rankings of NFL head coaches, we got it made right now. So they are incredibly giving. This hiring cycle, as we put it to bed, is going to do a lot for people on and off the field, and I'm very excited to see it through. All right, guys, let's talk about Jägermeister. They could have written a totally normal ad here, like a really classic ad. They could have talked about their history, the 56 botanicals. It could have been all salesy and cutesy, but they know you don't care. Jägermeister doesn't want to be like all those other ads you've seen and heard. They just wanted to say two things. Jägermeister is great, but everyone has been drinking it wrong. Damn, that's cold. Drinking it wrong? All right, if that's the case, how should we be drinking it? They are so glad you asked, and so am I, Dad. I'm here to help you. Ice cold is the answer, at zero degrees Fahrenheit to be exact. Ice cold shots of Jägermeister. That's it. That's all they want to tell you. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends or at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister U.S., White Plains, New York. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. Guys, we got some interesting news from KTLA sports anchor and reporter David Pingalore. He said that there are rumors that LeBron is being shopped by the Lakers. Now, Pingalore's not an NBA insider, but he was right about LeBron's return to Cleveland back in the day. He was right about Kawhi signing with the Clippers. So he's got a couple W's in his back pocket. This tweet has now been viewed over 8 million times. So what do we think, guys? Is there something here where there's smoke, there's fire? I just love that we go from like, again, like this guy had one hit. So everyone's like, oh, maybe he knows. And you look at the way that it's structured. Hearing from NBA peeps, 
Like, what a great lead-in yeah. to a tweet that's now going to wholly disrupt the NBA's trade deadline cycle beforehand. Dad, I, I, I don't know how much I give credence to this because of this tweet. We had Tom Havistro on the show the other day, uh, who you can catch, check out over at TomTheFinder.com, mentioned this in rel relation to the Golden State Warriors as someone who could be potentially appetizing there. I don't know if I think the Lakers have the guts to actually be the team that trades LeBron James before the deadline. Obviously, this wouldn't happen, I think, unless LeBron James is someone who's also a willing participant in this. But at the same time, I just don't know, even for Los Angeles, one of the premier franchises in the league, if they've got the temerity, the unmitigated gall to actually say, we're going to move on from LeBron until he's done. Yeah, that, it's going to be interesting because remember LeBron has an agenda as well. While he would certainly like to sure. win a championship, he also wants to play with his son, right? Bronny, you know, who is, is a freshman at USC, averaging five points a game and like a 12, or, no, I'm sorry, like 20 minutes a game. Uh, you know, and it, so that is Bronny a one and done? We're going to have to wait two more years, three more years for Bronny, or is it after this year? You know, because he's not setting himself up to be this, this lottery pick, but does he still want to come out, or does he want, you know, for his sake, to play more, to give himself a better chance? Because this is something – and LeBron's even backed off on that a little bit, saying it's what I want, but, you know, what, what Bronny wants, you know, and Bryce, his kids, could be sure. different things. So uh, there's that in the back of his mind as, as well. But it is odd. It was the first game both he and AD, AD missed last night together, and they still won, by the way, beating the Celtics, thanks to Austin Reeves. And the night he had 32 points and seven threes beating Boston in Boston. But it, I, not, I, guess, I guess I would say it this way, Mike. Nothing would shock me in the NBA anymore than the fun would be is where is he going to go? Because, you know, at this point, if it were to be now, he'd only want to be somewhere that has a chance to win a ring. Yeah, it is interesting. And you're right, by the way, that game last night is a good reminder that sports will often do the dumbest thing possible. And the Lakers sitting Anthony Davis and LeBron James and then having Austin Reeves finally go back and look like the guy that we saw in the postseason last year and beat the Boston Celtics is nothing short of sports poetic justice. But I, it is worth reminding here as, as we think about the mechanics of this, LeBron James does not have a no trade clause. So the Lakers can technically do whatever they want here, even though we know this is a league where players usually get right. to throw their weight around. And LeBron James has been at the top of that list for the majority of his career. And I also believe he's a guy with a player option year coming up next year. So it's a more difficult contract to try and get value out of in return. And that's the tough part for Los Angeles. Dad is not like, you know, we can listen. I listened to the Levitar guys yesterday. Talk about it. Like think about, obviously Golden State that Tom mentioned with us but I heard Mike Ryan and Amin El Hassan bring up like the New York Knicks like imagine being able to go position him on a team that's been able to get the most yeah. Jalen Brunson what he's meant for that team being an all-star and the way that him and uh, that group have kind of lifted the expectation in that city recently adding a player like LeBron James to that grouping there it's what are you going to get back at this point for the Lakers? And is there any way to properly get value in return for LeBron James at this point in his career to set you up for life after that, whatever that's going to look like? And the thing is, you do whatever you have to do when you have that person, right? And it could mess you up in the future. Look at Tampa Bay. All right. I mean, when they got Tom Brady, it was like people wanted to play there. They gave out contracts. They were in contract hell. Listen, with Baker, they still made the playoffs and won a game, so kudos to them for it. 
but they had a lot of dead money because of what they tried to do while they had Tom Brady to win a championship. And they did win a championship. And with LeBron in Los Angeles, they did win a championship. But when you're that old like Brady or like LeBron, it's a year-to-year thing of, okay, what do we need to do? What do we need to tweak here? For Tampa Bay, they actually brought back the entire starting 22. And unfortunately, it didn't work for them. And then they were in money hell. For the Lakers, they're tinkering here and there, you know, with the with the two main guys in AD and LeBron, and then tinkering all around it to the point where if you're going to think about trading LeBron, you're just basically saying, okay, it's done, right? We got a championship. We were hoping for more while he was here, yep. but it's done. So if he wants to move on, let's like because you're right, his no trade clause mean, means nothing because players do have all the power here. It means something, but it means nothing. Uh, to see what may happen in this situation if they do wave the white flag and say, okay, you know, it's not going to happen here anymore. So let's start dispersing the pieces. Yeah, I mean, most everyone in that Lakers building in this current iteration is there because LeBron James wanted them there. So I can't right. imagine all of a sudden they would turn around and bite the hand that feeds. But we'll wait and see what comes with that. Jesse, there's one other subplot that I think a lot of people have started to pick up on. I saw Amin and Charlotte Wilder talk about this yesterday, the Dan Lebitard show. Even Charles Barkley and the guys in the TNT halftime show covering the NBA talked about this yesterday. The situation with Tony Snell that we have going on right now. Yeah, so he needs to sign with an NBA team by today in order to compile a 10th year of service for the Players Association's Retiree Benefits Program per Yahoo Sports. So, guys, if you didn't know, basically, if you play, you have 10 years in the NBA, you get health care for yourself and your family for life. So that's pretty wild. Um, the plan, crucial for his family. He has two sons who have been diagnosed with autism. So Snell said, it's something I truly need saying he needs it for his family's well-being and everything. By God, a team needs to sign this. I mean, are you kidding me? What are we waiting for? I'm so, the deadline's today. I don't know what time the deadline is. Does anybody know? I think it's usually it, end of day. I don't know. Usually, usually those usually deadlines like end up being around yeah. like 4 p.m. Eastern, usually in the yeah. afternoon for yeah. most of like the, the sports deadlines that we see. And Dad, Tony Snell's been in his second straight year in Maine, which is Boston's affiliate club in the G League, still practicing and working up there. And this is one of those things. Jesse laid it out perfectly there. He's got two children that have been diagnosed with autism. Most people who you know, know someone or, or have children with autism understand it comes with extra needs in terms of the care and the things things that can try and help them with quality of life that all would benefit greatly from the lifetime healthcare that kicks in when you've got that 10th year of service. And Amino Hassan went and followed up on this and stated it beautifully. It's that you don't need to sign him and pay him for the rest of the season. You can literally keep him for the weekend. At this point, if you're on the roster before the trade deadline, before this date in the year, for even a day on the active roster, this kicks in, you become vested, which is the term that basically says this year counts towards your benefits as a member of this Players Association. So if he's on the roster for the weekend here and is active for a game, he gets that 10th year of service, he gets the lifetime health care that kicks in with this, and he's better able to help care for his family. Dad, some NBA team needs to step up and do this. There's a few that position to do well. I think the Chicago Bulls are one of them. I, I don't know how someone in the NBA fraternity doesn't see this opportunity and step up to help one of their own. Well, I, I'll tell you, and listen, I, I'm with everybody here, but there's always the other side of it. If it costs money to owners, right? Uh, for the, these, for lifetime medical, somebody's paying for that. 
you know, and yeah, again, who wants to be that owner that, that actually, no one's going to come out and say that, but the cost comes from somewhere to add another player, right, to that, to lifetime medical. Uh, as I'm going to continue to say, that being all said, I hope somebody does it. They should do it. It's a great provision in the CBA, something the NFL players have been trying to fight for. I don't think they're ever going to get lifetime, maybe if they stagger it somehow. But right now in the NFL, when you're done, if you're vested, uh, you get five years of medical, and then you're on your own, basically. This is lifetime for 10 years. So this would be fantastic. Uh, I hope it's done, as we said, by the end of the day. I got to believe it'll be done, but just just to throw everything on the table, there is a cost on the other side of it to teams or owners to pay this. I want to give a shout-out to Jake Fisher over at Yahoo Sports who wrote the article that's launched a lot of this conversation and hopefully ends with some good, good news for us by the end of the day about Tony Snell and about this opportunity. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And now that the Boston Celtics have slayed the boogeyman in the Miami Heat, Boston fans, we feel a little bit more confident about the situation. You can decide right now, and if you're new to DraftKings, you can also check this out. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. That's code GOJO for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. Guys, Michael Bublé is part of the 2024 NHL All-Star Game festivities. And Thursday, he made his first appearance in Toronto. He was tabbed to be the celebrity co-captain of Team Q's. He participated in the All-Star Game player draft, and he was very entertaining out on Scotiabank Arena and everything. But he saved his true magic for the press conference with Will Arnett. The answer is no. I will not be the oldest draft pick the Vancouver Canucks have ever taken at 48 years old. I know you and you. You're a really good hockey. You got good hands, dude. You've got silky mitts, my brother. You are the first person who's ever told me that. Because I'm the first real ever hockey fan. Dude. My buddy told me this is just a microdose of mushrooms, and he was lying. So I'll be honest. I thought I was in Blades of Glory for most of the time that I was out there until it sort of settled down, and then I realized, holy. I am at the NHL All-Star Game. We literally are the heart and soul of these teams. And uh, if they win, it'll be because of us. And if they lose, it will be because of us. All of my, my text, it was people, congratulations, congratulations on being chosen to go to the All-Star Game. And I was like, congratulations, I'm a, I'm a superstar. Thanks, guys, thank you. 
guys. Wow. Wait, 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 wait. Can I just, wait, can I just, really quick, I want to read you Michael Buble's Twitter bio just so that we have it. Devoted poppy and husband, keeper of the great American songbook, sex symbol and humble Canadian and sex symbol. I don't know if he rewrote that wow. last it, night, but yeah. Oh, he is absolutely. You know what? It's wow. great to see. I didn't think at this point that Michael Buble existed outside of the holiday season. Michael Buble, who is a walking Christmas special, now also reanimates when the NHL All-Star Game is in Canada, in Toronto this year. And doing it while high on mushrooms is incredible. And by the <laughs> way, for anyone that's wondering, what are mushrooms like? Exactly that. It is so much fun. It is so much joy. You saw him smiling ear to ear. The Blades of Glory reference, I didn't get it first until I remembered he was sitting right next to Will Arnett, who was in that movie. So, right. Dent, what a great showcase on night one for the NHL's All-Star Game to have one of Canada's very own absolutely ripped on mushrooms just enjoying his good time and the shame of it is the all-star game kind of gets lost in where we are in sports right now uh you know uh, uh, with the NBA going on and even even the Pro Bowl which you know people hate yet it still rates on TV all that's going on now because it's football and you're still talking football but I enjoy the weekend, like the, the weekend of the NBA All-Star Game and the weekend of NHL, because I love the skill, not the game so much. I don't, I don't, in all honesty, I don't even watch the NBA All-Star Game, um, just like I barely watch the Pro Bowl. Uh, and, and, the, and the Hockey All-Star Game, I don't really watch much either, but I love the skills competition in these different sports. Yes. That, to me, is the fun to watch, like in the NBA, the Saturday night. And I love the skills competition here, which will include fastest skater, hardest shot, stick handling, one-timers, passing, and accuracy shooting. So in this, by the way, you know, because your you know, good buddy, our friend of ours, all of ours, Kyle Rudolph, Mike, remember, it was his rookie year. He was the MVP of the Pro Bowl and won a truck. I believe, right? And gave it to his dad. Yep. And that's what you win at these things. If you win the skills competition in the NHL All-Star Game this weekend, you do not win a car. You do not win a truck. You win $1 million. I mean, how about that? Oh, my God. You win a million bucks. Yes. A million dollars. I mean... Sign me up, and you probably get to hang out with Michael <laughs> Buble and go on a mushroom trip. So a million dollars and drugs with a Canadian pop star sounds like a great time to me. Wow, I had no idea. A million dollars. All right. NHL All-Star Weekend. Off to a hot start, incentivizing in the right ways. Hell, we saw what putting the bag up did for the NBA's in-season tournament and how much yep. they drove yep. guys. Maybe this is how we do it. Maybe this is how we save All-Star Weekends right here. Canadians tripping on mushrooms and giving guys fat stacks of cash for being able I'm with you, Dad. The target practice stuff in the skills contest for the hockey oh. is by far the best event in any All-Star game, bar none. And they didn't take my idea in the NBA of putting all that money at midcourt, but they need to, they need to get a million dollars and make it look bigger. So do it all in stacks of ones, put it on the ice, yeah. put it right there on the ice, man. When you get down to the finals, however, they break it down, down to the final eight, six, whatever. When you get to those last remaining ones, put that million dollars right on the ice. I think that's a, just an awesome visual. 
in this crazy life and in these crazy times, it's you, it's you, Michael Buble. You make us sing and wax poetic about the NHL All-Star game. Now, listen, that's great. We love to celebrate that, but we got to get down to something really important here, guys. I'm going to take the wheel on this because it's time for yums and tums. Now, normally, Jesse would lead into this, but Jesse's the star of the show today. And so we are going to get to this edition of yums and tums. It is sponsored by Tums with Tums Fast Heartburn Relief. Your favorite foods are never a gamble. We're going to play a little game here since yesterday... I talked about the Ding Dongs, Twinkies mashups from Hostess there, and we established right. it's yet another one of the foods that our friend Jessie has not had in her life. And so I'm going to give you guys this list of eight foods, and we're going to set a yums and tums line of has Jessie eaten these foods at over under three and a half of the eight foods on this menu. So, Dad, let's start wow. this off here. Jessie, the Wendy's Frosty. Yes or no, have you ever had one? Well, are you guys going to – don't you have to guess first if I've had over or under – you guys have to place your bet before I answer. Oh, yeah, it's oh, a good I'm call. Going under. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hammer the under on this, Jesse. You're a walking under hammer for anything food-related here, so I'm going to go yeah. under three and a half. Okay, so you said Wendy's so, Frosty. Wendy's. Wendy's yeah. Frosty. Yes, I've had a Wendy's yeah. Frosty. Okay. Okay, very exciting. And, right. I mean, you loved it, right? Because it's great. Yeah, it's ice cream. It's delicious. Boom. All right. How Listen, about a corn dog? I can't dog? take anything for granted. Okay, a corn dog, is that next? Yeah, no. Yeah. No. Okay. No. no. All right, we're at one each. Uh, there, there's, Mike, right. there's no way you had a blooming onion. No, no shot. I've, I have have no not chance. had a blooming onion, no. Yeah. Hot I mean, pocket. A blooming onion, which my father once ate on air during a bowl game so viciously that ESPN Brass called him and told him, we can stop eating the blooming onion now. Is that <laughs> accurate, Dad? I, Yes, it's accurate, and they were the sponsors of the bowl game. I was helping the sponsors out. I got a call at halftime to stop eating the Bloomin' Onion, which I didn't really listen to. Maybe <laughs> one of the reasons I'm not there anymore. Well, right. that's All incredible. right, let's keep going. The Hot Pocket. Yes, because my friend Chelsea's house had forbidden snacks, and we used to go to her house and eat Hot Pockets in the basement. Yes. <laughs> in the hot, basement. We hid in the basement and ate Hot, hot Pockets. Hot Pockets, the forbidden <laughs> snack. Yeah. <laughs> Our Hot Pockets, the forbidden snack. Put that on the pole. All right, Jesse, yeah. what about Fun Dip? The food's so good that it gives you an actual tool that you can eat to eat it. Yes, I'm a 90s kid. Of course I've had Fun Dip. Oh, Again, we're Jesse, in trouble, Mike. you don't Mike. get to go yes about any <laughs> snack food here as if you've got some ground to stand on here. All of this is outside of your dojo. I don't want to hear that defiance from you. I know, I know. But yes, I've had Fun Dip. We, we, Mike, right, we're in so trouble. You've had we, we a both Wendy's went, Frosty. Yeah. I've had wow. a Hot Pocket. I've had Fun Dip. And now Cinnabon. All right, so we're at three. Je Cinnabon, no. I haven't had Cinnabon. I had, oh. I've had okay. the. Oh, Jesse. I, I'm sorry. Jesse. Oh. I haven't had Jessie, it. Sweet Christ. I know. The Cinnabon smell at the so, airport when you're walking by in a terminal that yeah. has it is one of the great siren songs in our lifetime here. And the fact that you've resisted that for a lifetime is crazy. We only have a minute left here. So, Jesse, the last two. And if you have one of these two, you'll hit the over. Ramen noodles. And I'm not talking about at some highfalutin restaurant. I'm talking about the brick that you got to put in the boiling water. And then you get this, yep. like the, the good taste packet that you dump over the top. That and Cheetos, Jesse. Have you had either of those? I haven't had Cheetos, but ramen noodles, yes, I've had them. And I, that is my forbidden food. Like, I'm, I might have some in my pantry at home. 
I love ramen noodles. Love them. Wow. Yes, and it's. Wow. I know it's bad for you, but I do really enjoy them. So you guys, uh. Caviar or ramen noodles? Caviar ramen noodles. Honestly, probably ramen noodles. Wow. <laughs> you know what? Every, every time we think you've strayed too far from the Lord's light, Jesse, you come on back and you remind us why we're all friends. Hitting the over inexplicably. Go off, Jesse. All right, guys, time to finish off the show the way we always do. This, that, the third. Three quick stories to send you off on into your day. As always, make sure you download, subscribe us, rate us, review us, leave us a five-star rating, and try and check us out here live when you can from 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern, though we have a reminder. Everyone pay attention. This is the last time we're going to get to tell you. This is our last show from our respective locations before we head to Las Vegas this weekend. All next week, you're going to find us 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern on the DraftKings Network. 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, next week only. The best of Gojo and Golik will air from 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern during our normal slot next week. And if you're out in Vegas, come say hi. We're going to be over at Radio Row. We're going to be out and about. Dad's going to be doing a whole bunch of stuff for Westwood One, being on the call for the game on radio. It's going to be a great time, but we're moving the time slot around next week. We will be back to normal after the Super Bowl, so fear not. You'll get it normally there. But that is the schedule for next week, and it's the last time I get to tell you guys, but I still get to remind you to make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review us. And if you missed any of today's show, like our great guest, Lions All-Pro Offensive Tackle, Panay Sewell, who joined us from the Pro Bowl, you can get that wherever you get your podcasts or right here on YouTube as soon as we get done. Let's get to this, that, and the third now, guys. And while the Baltimore Ravens are out of the playoffs, they haven't stopped making plays. Mark Andrews yesterday played a little bit of hero ball on an airline flight. So there was a tweeter, Andrew Springs, who tweeted yesterday, a woman on my Southwest flight from Baltimore to Phoenix this morning had a mid-flight medical emergency. The doctors and nurses attending couldn't find a strong pulse. Her blood pressure was extremely low and required oxygen to breathe. It was genuinely scary. And then a man seated in the aisle popped up and said, could it be her blood sugar? I have a diabetic testing kit. It was Ravens tight end Mark Andrews, who is a type 1 diabetic. He instructed the medical professionals on using his test kit, and eventually her heart rate stabilized, and the paramedics met the flight as soon as they landed. Andrews exited quietly with no fanfare as he's done his entire career, stepped up in a huge moment and made plays. So, Dad, pretty cool moment, as Mark Andrews said, and he was asked for yeah. comment after, hey, the medical personnel, the heroes here, the flight attendants who were able to make this woman comfortable right, right. and get her stabilized here. But shout out to Mark Andrews. We all know in traveling, it's very easy to put your head down and do nothing, and this guy saw an opportunity where he could be helpful and once again made a play here. Big and very cool by him. Yeah. I think we've all anybody who's flown enough has been on a situation where they ask for is there any medical personnel and you always wonder what's happening. But you're right, since none of us are medical personnel, we never get involved. Uh, and here is Mark Andrews who that was by and, and thought, hey, you know, possibly could be, you know, let's check the blood sugar and had the kit. So good on him uh, for stepping up. His dad, by the way, is a doctor uh, as well. So he certainly comes, you know, has that medical, you know, medical side in his family. Uh, but very, very cool of him to do. And in a nondescript way, that definitely sounds like Mark Andrews, that's for sure. Hey, senior, next time you're on a flight, yeah, if, exactly. they're like, if they're like, hey, is there a doctor on this plane? Are you going to jump up and be like, my son-in-law, Ben, is a doctor. He's not, he's not on the plane. <laughs> he played in the NFL first for a while, yeah. but now he's in med school, and he's going to be a doctor. Yeah. 
Oh, you mean a doctor on the flight now? Oh, no, no. I was oh, no. just filling in about my son-in-law. That's okay. All. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. I can text him, though. <laughs> He's very accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are going to love him. Um, speaking of things that people are going to love, Jesse, let's get to that. For millennials, especially of a certain age, the Super Bowl halftime show just got an even bigger boost. Yeah, so CBS has confirmed, we can confirm with our sources, that SpongeBob SquarePants will perform Sweet Victory to kick off Nickelodeon's first ever Super Bowl broadcast. Oh, I am so jacked up for this, Dad. Now, Dad, this probably isn't going to mean anything to you, but back in 2001, there was an episode of SpongeBob called Band Geeks, and in there, SpongeBob leads the charge on this performance at the Bubble Bowl of Sweet Victory, and it's become iconic. It's the kind of stuff of lore. It's been passed down through millennials for this entire generation, and so now to see Nickelodeon actually come through and make this happen with their opportunity is incredible. Here's the amazing thing to me. I got sent this yesterday. This is the book from the 49ers on the Super Bowl. I mean, this, this is what you get sent. The amount of information, Mike, as you know, that you get sent for games, and now it's the Super Bowl, so the amount that gets sent to you. The official book from San Francisco. And in the first page, it says 49ers on the air. And then it talks about the game. Television. Play-by-play, -play, Jim Nance, color analyst, Tony Romo, Tracy Wolfson, uh, sideline reporter, Evan Washburn, sideline reporter, Westwood One Sports, Kevin Harlan, play-by-play, -play, Kurt Warner, analyst, Laura Oakman, sideline reporter, sideline analyst, Mike Golick, television, Nickelodeon, Noah Eagle, play-by-play, -play, Nate Burleson, analyst, also color, color analyst, SpongeBob SquarePants, color analyst, Patrick Starr. I mean, in the official... <laughs> book for the Super Bowl. SpongeBob and Patrick are mentioned as the announcing team. It is This is gold. I absolutely love this. Frame that. Frame that. Oh, it's awesome. I was going to say, that is an absolute beauty here. Um, it's it's going to be incredible. You mentioned being able to watch it all of those different ways here. This is going to be very cool. I do want to shout out because you can obviously watch this on CBS or stream it on Paramount. Shout out to Paramount Plus. I understand we all have a conflicted oh. relationship with streaming and sports right now. Paramount Plus is the best commercials in the game, and it's not even close right now. We had the one with yes. Josh Allen and Peppa Pig. There was just the one they put out with Tua Tungavailoa. Creed makes an appearance. They try and throw Hey yes. Arnold up a hill to save them all from certain doom. Drew Barrymore's back there. They're still unsure if she's getting catfished by the Rams quarterback. It's all perfect. They've nailed these commercials, and they actually have me on the border. of I, Paramount Plus is one of those ones I just couldn't go that step further and download. I might have to do it now just to support the art they're making in these commercials. Yeah, that commercial was Sir Patrick Stewart uh, in that one as well. It, it, it was fantastic. You're right. They're winning right now, and we're starting to get kind of the – the preambles to the Super Bowl commercials. And the one I can't wait for, Mike, we got it, and they were playing pickleball, was the E-Trade Babies. The E-Trade Babies, the Talking Babies. Oh there was a little quick yeah. commercial, and they were playing pickleball. I cannot wait for that one. That was one of the great commercials years ago in the golf locker room about the one golfer owing the money. They are so, so good.
Those babies, man. They... A lot of nostalgia coming back. Yeah. The E-Trade babies making a reappearance again. The Geico Caveman's been in a commercial recently, so some nostalgia yes. to pay attention to. But, Jesse, let's get to the third here, and maybe the most important headline we'll talk about all day in a new version of the Olympics. Let's talk about the enhanced games. Yeah, it's exactly what you think it is. It's exactly what everyone on the Internet has been asking for for years now. So Peter Thiel and a group of venture capitalists are funding the enhanced games, an Olympic-style competition that allows performance-enhancing drugs. It's going to include yeah. track and field, swimming, gymnastics, weightlifting, combat sports. That's what I want to see. And the first event's going to be in 2025. Guys, this begs the question, what would your sport be? What do you think, if you did all of the steroids, you could excel at? At this point, very little because the rest of me is so incapable. Yeah. Like the stock line for people to do steroids is always, well, you still have to do the work after on them. And I'm just not in a place where that's going to be feasible, even if I'd like the gains on this. Dad, while this is wrought with moral compromise, it would have to go on the health risk, the waivers that would have to get signed and basically is going to be a trade show for the highest level of new and improved performance enhancing drugs. I will absolutely be Russell Westbrook hot dog eating, watching this whenever it pops up here. I think the one that would be funniest to me is swimming because i mean i think you got to stack it where it's like the anabolic stuff and hgh so that we've just got these big hulking monsters trying to do butterfly in the pool Unreal. i i listen i am all in on this and, and quite honestly russia already has a team ready to go so they're they're in they're good yes. uh, <laughs> uh, consider, considering their history but for you know, I go back to the people, Mike, when Sosa and McGuire had the home run race, and then afterward were found out about steroids, and people were like, oh, I can't believe I watched that. BS, BS. You know what? You'd still watch it. I'll watch this. I have no moral issue here. They're all adults making their own choices. If they want to load their bodies up with steroids and HGH for our pleasure, go ahead. I'm okay with that, man, because I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch the weightlifters. I'm going to watch the combat sports guys just get oh. massive and see how much weight they can throw around and how they can beat the living crap out of one another. This is like one guys step closer dudes to bleeding real. bleeding out of their nose, deadlifting 1,000 pounds. It's going to be electric <laughs> yes. stuff there. There's no doubt about it. So <laughs> we will all be uh, looking forward to checking that out because we're monsters and we can't help ourselves here. If you want to get juiced with us, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review. Get ready for Super Bowl week. We're going to be out there the whole week with no performance-enhancing drugs other than coffee. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week. Kia, you can buy meatballs, and it comes with really? gravy, a, a gravy packet, and lingonberry sauce. And in high school, I used to force my mom to buy them for me, and I would make an entire tray of Ikea meatballs and the gravy and the lingonberry sauce, and I would make myself sick eating, like, 30 meatballs. Wow. I didn't know they sold meatballs. Yeah. I had no idea Ikea sold meatballs. Swedish meatballs. And you can only get them there. You can't order them online. You can't, like, anything. But you can buy frozen packs of meatballs at Ikea. So I'm going to say the thing I liked at Ikea the best when I shopped there is the shopping carts have four independent wheels. You could literally slide your cart sideways. Oh, Ooh. Loved it, because I'm a, I'm a cart pusher. I'm the cart pusher. It does pusher. the crab walk like Whenever the new we go Hummer. Anywhere to put, 
Yes, exactly right. It's exactly right. I will say, I think you've reached peak adulthood when you refuse to buy from Ikea anymore because putting it together is not worth the savings. Yeah, it's very true. Like very I, true. I'm like, yeah, I was like, I was like, I know I'm an adult now when I reached the point where I was like, it's not even worth it.